My goodness. Welcome, everybody, to the Nooner Podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm host. My name is Marty. I'm here with Murps. Murps. Hi. Hey, it's John Sylvain. Cassandra Cardenas. Someone oh, wait, else is that? here. You know, I don't think I'm a Murp anymore, am I? I don't know. You're pretty You're pretty minor in my eyes. <laughs> uh, no, everybody. Uh, a Murp. Em- emphasis on M. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, Bill Twatterson. It's Tweeterson, sir. Oh. Wow. Like I never left, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, welcome back, Bill. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. It's fun to be reunited with y'all. Yeah. Um, Wow. Where where are the... I have all these personal questions I want to ask you guys that are not appropriate for the podcast. No, no, please. We know how to duck them. It all all cleared up, and I only have minor scarring. Ah, Okay, good. Yep. God, my mic's on. Mic's. Ooh. Oh, we got some uh, echo there. Yeah, there was like a remix. My mic, my mic, my mic sounds. Huh? <laughs> Jeez, Louise. That's what I heard anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I heard too. Bill, where where are we finding you? Koreatown. Oh, bitch. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I moved to Koreatown with my wife and my daughter. What and my what? Daughter. I've been up to some shit since I saw you guys last. Wow, so you have been productive, yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm locked down like the rest of us, but uh, yeah, at least I got at least I got the ladies. And how how old is Ruby now? She, she is uh, just over a year. She's like 14 months. Wow. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you made Thank it you. away. Yay. Yeah, you were able to break break free for a, a little bit, at least. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah she's a treasure she's a national treasure yeah i mean it's been a couple of years i guess uh, since you've been on the microphone at least i think i mean it was still a morning show back in the day yeah what? wow yeah wow uh, i know which was part of what broke my back yeah yeah no i, I this is better uh, and of course i miss seeing everybody live but at least we don't have to wake up early um yeah yeah yeah, and uh, you've been like uh, creating up a storm. I have. I not just uh, 
you know, since I've left the show, but since since the pandemic, I've been very lucky with with being able to be very creatively productive. But um, I'm going out with a, a TV pitch with two heavy hitting production companies this first quarter that we're all very excited about. I got to work with some of my heroes on our um, teaser presentation, um, people that I've always wanted to work with. And I got to be right there in the trenches with them, asking uh, asking all kinds of war stories about the old days. Uh, it, I think I'm allowed to talk about this shit. It was the Jim Henson Company. Oh, I've heard of it. I was going to ask. Super cool. Are, are yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to be vague, but I was like, wait a minute. What am I actually allowed to talk about? But um, So I got to work with the Jim Henson Creature Shop, um, the head of whom uh, had worked closely with Jim in his healthy days. And and I got to ask all kinds of questions about, about that process and how he would like to work. And, you know, every once in a while we'd be going over notes on something and he'd be like, well, Jim, you know, he's, he's not unlike yourself. And I'd like throw up in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, Could we get a little more red on the, uh, on the under eye on the, uh, <laughs> you know, just try to play it cool. Uh, but uh, it, that's, that's a big fun project that we're out with um, first quarter. And then I, I wrote uh, two features since I've seen you guys, right. most screenwriters write a lot more than that, but I'm slow, so that's a lot for me. Uh-huh. Um, um, wow. And did a couple music videos. Uh, just shot another one during the pandemic very safely from a very far distance, long lenses. Um, and, uh, okay, what I, yeah, and then had the kid. That's probably it. That's a shitload. Wow. <laughs> uh, what were the music videos? I did a really fun... Um, puppet miniature thing very dave made a maze ask for greg feldon music video called every time really fun song it's a band i used to play bass in actually or oh. it's a musician i used to play bass for is more accurate that's ah, cool that's, um yeah very cool and he has a new record well it's not new anymore but he had a new record uh, and it was one of my favorite tracks on the record very light and upbeat had this nice almost sesame street sounding piano at one point and so i was i managed to sell him on the idea of puppets and miniatures and, and, and a whimsical sort of a world uh, and then I got to do, I got to work with the Bob Baker Marionette Theater in the original oh. theater space before they got kicked out. Yeah. Um, well, and new- we shot our video all, all with their old backdrops in their, in their old space, almost sort of like memorializing the theater at the time. Yeah. So and we Bob- didn't all, awesome. sorry. Yeah. Bob Baker has been, uh, around for almost 60 or 50 something years. Um, and it's a great, um, resource but that old space was really cool but also really kind of creepy it was under the highway and you know it's dangerous a, frankly in a dangerous part of town uh, and so they have I moved- mean, a dangerous electrical setup everything about it was pretty dangerous yes and they moved to a new spot that is just that's like- kind of cool and punk rock though isn't it very punk rock yeah. that's what that's what we were capturing uh, and their new spot is like four blocks from my house so, which is very cool yeah and the new spot is gorgeous and they're doing you know great they're doing Zoom entertainment stuff that's really fun, especially for kids and, and holiday stuff. But uh, we did a bo- all Bollywood dance, Bollywood style dance music video for the OK Go spinoff band, Jaja uh, Technique. Oh. Um, and it was all marionette Bollywood dance. It was really wild, really fun. And I think wow. that track is called Abracadabra. And you're just making these words up. There's no Jaja, whatever. <laughs> uh, do you? Do you know how to operate puppets? I have puppeteered in some of my stuff. The I actually puppeteered some in the Dave Made a Maze scene where the cast turns into puppets because only because we ran out of hands, literally. Mm. Um, we were going overtime and I had to wrap a few people and I was like, I uh, I can do this. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily hire myself as a puppeteer in that regard, and I certainly can't marionette. 
and that's that's its own beast. Where did that come from? Because uh, were you always a Marion? Where did where did not being able to do puppetry come from? No, that that <laughs> uh, that penchant towards um, 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 part of it is self imposed. I mean, in the original production of Dave Made a Maze, that the scene where they turn in well. I, Spoilers, the, the cast jump down a hole and turn into puppets at one point in the film. That was not oh, in the script. Now, 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 if you watch the film, you won't <laughs> Oh, my God. It. I mean, let's be honest. You were seeing it coming the whole time, which is kind of what we, which kind of what we told ourselves in, the, in post-production. We it's had a rough cut. I, I, listen, I, I, I'm sorry. I interrupt you. No, please. I, have, I just have to tell you that, that Dave Made a Maze is really one of my favorite movies. It's oh. so wild. I'm, so I'm honored you've, you've heard of it, let alone have, have such Oh, it's amazing. Kind of everybody should see it. Everybody should see it. It's, it's very really sweet. Incredible. And everybody can, right? It's still oh, up yeah. on streaming platforms. Oh, Peacock yeah. and Tubi and Canopy and iTunes and Amazon. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's around. It's around. Um, but that's my, fa my favorite scene in the movie is when they all turn into puppets. And it wasn't in the script and we didn't shoot it in principle. And we were kind of watching the rough cut and being like, we're missing puppets basically. Uh, and, and it was a super modular movie. So, you know, they go down one thing, come up another slide down another thing, show up somewhere else. So we could, we could slot, slot a scene in, but we couldn't bring the whole cast back. We couldn't afford it. And Nick had grown his beard out. So nobody looked the same. So we're like, well, how do we have another scene without having any of the cast? So th we had them as puppets, but then, you know, why it said self-imposed, I used that a lot in sort of, marketing myself post Dave made a maze obviously it's all practical effects so that's a big part of practical effects is puppets and, and miniatures um but i was just like i'm the puppet guy you know that, that I, I pushed that so when i was talking to tim who's in Dave made a maze about jaja technique and what they might want to do he was looking to do something with bob baker because he's on the board and they have a long-standing oh, relationship cool. and i was like well if i'm going to be the puppet guy uh, and a friend of mine wants to make a music video and is looking for a project with Bob Baker. Let's make let's make it there. Nice. And then the 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 Greg Feldon video was basically just bringing back my maze guys. It was it was most of the same you know key people who who did the puppetry and the and some of the sets design for Dave Made a Maze. And it was just like I know I can do this. We have no money. Are you um, sure you weren't? But doing I know I can all do this, this puppet stuff just for the cash. This mad cash <laughs> it's been it's been a cash cow right. um I, I thought, it, it, it's I been an that. embarrassment of riches riches you know that's what i've always heard the two places if you want money poetry and puppetry yeah <laughs> yeah that's where the money is uh yeah bill is gonna break out his limerick spewing sock puppet any second right now <laughs> right. i actually have some sweet puppets it didn't occur to me to bring them but uh, i guess it wouldn't make very good podcasting what no, if we would be entertained now it's just me doing this voice, oh so that's a, such a cool puppet. <laughs> uh so john have you been following the georgia election that's been going on today no no i just i figured that they had to vote first and there wasn't very much news so i just looked and uh, it looks, uh, you know, moderately uh, positive. Moderately positive. I'm telling you, that guy, I don't know who the white-haired guy on CNN who isn't Wolf Blitzer, who has to stand by that fucking TV the whole time, there is a someone holding a gun to him 
behind the camera and being like, if you fucking talk, I'm going to blow your brains out because he's incredible. He is so good at saying so much and nothing at the exact same time. John King. Is that his name? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I don't know, but like, like his family is in someone's basement or something. <laughs> like, I, it makes no sense on why he is so good at this, <laughs> or he is like the best improviser that's ever existed. Yeah, because he literally, keep... like, he tells you nothing. Right, but his mouth but keeps going talk. and going and going, and he's circling things and he's tapping things. And if you look at this, and if you look at this, and if you look at this, and then it's like. What the fuck am I looking at? None and, of this is relevant. And then he, he says, say, he's like, by the way, none of this matters. Right, right. And I'm going to go over it again. Right. And, but I'm going to use different sentences. <laughs> but it's too soon to tell. <clears throat> it's fucking unbelievable. Oh, that's it's a 24 hour news cycle. It's, it's basically, it's a game in which everybody <laughs> in, in, in Georgia gets one vote and they have already voted. So the game is actually over with just counting them. And, but the, the, uh, the networks, have to fill hours and hours and hours yeah. about we're going to know when we know. In the meantime, let me talk about what we don't know. <laughs> right. No, but, and, yeah. no, and but, I'm going to talk about it for four or five hours. But this is all filler to in between the opioid induced constipation medicine commercials. And I bet know. they're all standing yeah. over trap doors that like. Incre yeah. incrementally start to open whenever they pause. You just notice they like honest. move yeah. down about an inch after, <laughs> after an hour. And like, um, oh, it's getting closer. It's got to be so something funky is happening in these uh, 24 hour news and networks. Yet they're, they're my best. They've been my best friends for like the past nine months. Marty, um, you're wild. I don't know how you do that I shit. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm amazing. Nine months. I feel like for as like long as I've ever known you. Okay, fine. <laughs> I was just trying to. Never mind. Um, what are you drinking? Me? Yeah, since you just took a drink. Water. I'm doing a fucking dry January. It sucks. Yeah, me too. I've got so much anxiety that, like, like more anxiety than I think. I had like a breakdown on Sunday, and another one. Another one. <laughs> I know. So me. a Sunday. Yeah. It, wait. Yeah, in addition like to the Sunday breakdown, or <laughs> <laughs> I was in like I was helping out a friend who is like indefinitely, I guess, moving back to Long Island because you know COVID and stuff, and so she was like, "Please help me. I need my Mac and my piano shipped to me. UPS. Tell me how much it is. I'll Venmo you. I'll give you a hundred bucks." And I was like, okay, I can fucking do this. But like, I don't leave my house much because I don't want to get COVID. And so, and the numbers are worse than they were six months ago when I wasn't leaving my house. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting there like two masks on, like squeezing like my nails into the fake leather strap of my shitty Target purse, gasping for fucking air at a UPS store, being like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a failure. I fucking suck. I'm going to die in when I walk out this door. I'm going to get COVID. Like, I just lost my goddamn mind. I don't remember why I started talking about this. Oh, right. Because, <laughs> because I'm doing a dry January. So I was like, man, imagine if I could go home um, and um, have a glass of uh, Costco box boxed wine. Um, but, uh, 
I stuck it out and I drank sparkling waters and I pretended and I stayed up until 3 a.m. with anxiety and I lived to see another day. Yay. Right, January. <laughs> oh, it's already so long. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I think for me 20 days will be enough. That's that's uh, my January and then it's an 11-day month of just binge drinking before February. That's what I was going to ask. Do you do you drink enough? And if, if this is none of my business, feel free to tell me. So, do you do, do you feel like you drank enough, or had been drinking enough that you had to take a break, or is it more arbitrary than that? Yes, I think yeah, that like yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, neuter switch to nighttime, right? Um, and then neuter switch to my house. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, I've been drinking uh, my fair share during the pandemic i took a month off in like july um just like for shits and giggles and that was that was good for me but i think it was like it was like pandemic stress and then like the dodgers went to the world series so i was drinking a lot i used that That as an excuse it was super fun and then it was like holidays and podcast night podcast night nothing but reasons this year my god Nothing. Yeah. Reason. So I was, I was just drinking like a lot more than uh, I ever have. And um, so I was like, I never do dry Januaries. I think they're kind of dorky, but uh, I, you know, this seemed like a good time to do it. Right. I've definitely been drinking a lot more than I have in years, but that's still not very much. Yeah. Well, it's like two beers a week. And I'm like, what am I doing? Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like on two beers an hour. So yeah, it was, it was getting rough. I do. I've never called it dry January, but I guess I'm a little dorky, Cassandra, because that's what I do. <laughs> I know. Oh. A little. Yeah. I mean, I knew that you did it when I said it's a dorky thing to do, but I don't, I don't feel anything calling you a dork. <laughs> yeah. Friendly fire. <laughs> I feel nothing either. I, I, I feel like it's an insult. It's more of a no. It's it's just objectively a, accurate description. Yes, yes. Marty, do you have beef with me this week? Nope, I'm doing vegan. <laughs> Tight. Uh, well, yeah, you always go vegan for January, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But this are this, you doing it this year? Yeah, ish. You know. Okay. Yeah, like a meal box came in on a couple days ago, and I was like. I'm not going to let this just sit there, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I was. Did you get my email, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned right. uh, something about Tanya Roberts, who, who, by the way, rest in peace, Tanya Roberts. Yes. yes? She Officially did Because she came she back for like half a day. Well, mm-hmm. yesterday it was announced that she passed away on Christmas Eve. She <laughs> collapsed in her own home due to respiratory uh, res- respiratory failure was taken to Cedars, and then her uh, living partner said that uh, she had passed away. And then it came out last night, I guess, that she hadn't. And then today it was announced that she is, in fact, gone from this earth. Um, what? Yeah. So, it was like it, it, the the partner was like, oh, I was like with her, and then she like closed her eyes, and I was like, she's dead, and then told everyone that she was dead, and then the doctors were like, she's not dead, <laughs> <laughs> and popped up. It, <laughs> like yeah, wasn't wasn't there a guy in Beastmaster who came back from the dead, um, or just probably? 
Is it Beastmaster or the Bible? I don't remember. Yeah. She's getting uh, they're one and the same for me. That's uh, how mm-hmm. I yeah. yeah, I I uh I think you might have to answer that question yourself, being probably the only person who saw Beastmaster. Or that is so it? not true. There no, was a, there was like a five year period when it was the only thing on television, no matter what channel you turned on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I think I think it, it gave uh, Showtime. It's single handedly gave Showtime. It's uh, I think HBO wasn't wasn't that one of, like one of Dennis Miller's old gags. HBO stands for Hey Beastmaster's on. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that I I actually have never seen Beast, Beastmaster, but I'm a huge Don Coscarelli fan. He he directed Phantasm and. Baba Hotep and stuff like mm, that. Yeah, uh, but uh, did not did not. He's a fun out. Twitter follow too. Oh really? Oh, uh, uh, I'll tell you, I did rewatch Beastmaster recently because of how much I remembered loving it, um, and because I'm sort of in this fantasy genre community, and I feel like there's a lot of things people think I know that I don't, or have seen that I haven't. And I'd seen Beastmaster a thousand times, but I didn't really know it anymore. It's not very good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, it's like it's it's beyond the, the not good you think it is for a movie called right, Beastmaster. Right. right. There's no it, charm to it. Uh, it. It well, it's 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 also really jarring that like uh, Rip Torn. Uh, Rip Torn. Exactly. Rip Torn is like the evil Egyptian, whatever the fuck he was. That was that was. No, no. He was the guy trying to get a paycheck to to cover some alimony. I think. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he pulled the. He was a. He's a. He was a crazy guy. That Rip Torn. Uh, yeah, just look on at him. Uh, there's a video of him pulling a knife on, I think, Gore Vidal or something like that. He's dead, right? Uh, Rip Torn. Yeah, yeah. He died like for last now. year. Yeah. For now. Uh, and then Dr. Dre had a brain aneurysm. Yes. Yeah. But I wait. Just. Dr. Just Dre. Going, yeah. Yeah, that but, happened. Is he okay? I, I just want to say, going back to Tanya Uh-oh. Roberts. Uh, like she was in Beauty Kills, she was one of Charlie's Angels. She was the fifth angel, I believe. Um, she yeah. is stunning in Beastmaster, and she's wearing almost nothing. Yeah, she was a uh, Hot Donna's wife. What is it? It's or on, Hot Donna's mom. I'm going to start watching it right now. She's wearing almost <laughs> nothing. Yeah, I, it's, it's so it's very little. When I lived in Hollywood, I would go running in the hills, and I would see her and her husband and their two Dobermans almost every day almost every morning and she couldn't have been nothing but nice so i very fond of her yeah yeah we would just chit chat about you know dog stuff but yeah she was great so was I, that when she was on that 70s show uh i think so probably right yeah yeah if not if, yeah yeah i think so yeah it was right around then but i never right. i didn't really watch that show uh so rip and but dr dre is supposedly doing they say that he's lucid i think is the report i read but i don't know what that mm-hmm. is that's the pub that's publicist talk um and apparently he has 260 million dollars in apple stock that's the other thing i read today go figure wow yeah and he's- i thought he like wow. like wasn't didn't they know that he sold beats to apple like right. why wouldn't he own that yeah exactly it's not a big surprise but yeah like dr crazy rich yeah um but for some reason that was a headline this morning so go figure uh maybe he didn't know how much it was and then it gave him an aneurysm (laughs) i have what in the bed (laughs) i'm just guessing yeah i was those those were veins exploding in in, uh, (laughs) yeah in in puppets listeners at home knew i I saw them yeah (laughs) and what about kim and kanye 
Who are they? Again? They divorced. Maybe. Who cares? Okay. What? I mean, I care, like, because I wrote it in the email, but like, no, you, I don't it, actually. It says for like ten seconds because who gives a fuck? So you don't care. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you, you put yourself out there, but not really. Uh, like we, you know, we have to talk about it because everyone else is going to. But all we can say is, yeah, okay. Yeah, duh. Like, they're. I hope that their kids are okay. Yeah, they, they will be. be. They I hope. Be. I mean, they're, they're probably not okay. I hope she passes the yeah. bar. That's the thing that I really hope. Is she studying t- for law school? I think she was in law school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um. She got a hologram of her dad for like her 40th birthday on that island. Like, yeah, Kanye like gave her that thing. Um, if someone ever did that to me, I would fucking be pissed. I don't know why it affected like, you a hologram or turned you into one posthumously. They're going to someday, um, uh, if they haven't already, but like if they gave me a hologram of like my dead father being like, Hey, I'm proud of you. And you're married to the most, 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 most best genius. Wait, it literally said that. Was there like a, a, a the, he got an, a voice actor to do Robert Kardashian or however the fuck they do it. But like, or it's literally together all the different words from he's been recorded so often you could sort of, Oh, yeah, I've, I've like, done that. My outgoing, my my the ringer on my phone is President Obama saying, uh, "Bill, uh, answer your telephone calls." And I just like I chopped up like four or five different con. Yay! Right. Yay. Oh, <laughs> uh, great, 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 great guy. Yeah, he says like the most, 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 most. Like it, it's clear that Kanye wrote it, but it's like imagine like you're sitting there like watching this hologram of like your dead parent like speaking in your husband's voice essentially being like i'm proud of you and the oh it gave me the heebie-jeebies and like it made me upset for some reason uh so uh, answer your telephone calls that's uh-huh. Obama, Obama telling me to answer my phone so i i just realized that today's the first the, the first um nooner of 2021 so welcome everybody happy new year what were you guys doing which party did you guys go to for new year's i hosted one oh sweet i had a party in my mouth everyone uh never mind yeah nobody (laughs) well you had you had your pancake party in the morning right john what yeah Yeah. i I made pancakes we actually made waffles since nobody else was there yeah so that's that's stepping it up anybody can make pancakes yeah, yeah. Well, John Anybody makes him, make John makes him really well, but uh, it was nice because I hate going out on New Year's, so it was nice to just be like not be like hassled for not staying up until three in the morning. Um, yeah, New Year's is kind of shitty. Like it's like this was like the one holiday that I was kind of like I'm cool with yeah. not feeling the social pressure of like doing the best thing on new year's like it's kind of like no this is i think i'm gonna do this from now on i, I uh, always hated new year's like i don't even not, not even like high even high school or like back in college like, no it always sucked it always yeah. sucked it always will it's mm-hmm. fucking stupid go to bed oh there's bill that's our bill yeah uh, <laughs> he's back everybody uh but there was a a lot of partying going on there's Vanilla Ice over at Mar-a-Lago uh, mm-hmm. performing, which was 
just uh, spectacular. And what? Th- what? Really? Seriously? Seriously? That happened? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That really it was like happened? a 500 person party at Mar-a-Lago, yeah. John. With vanilla ice? You weren't invited? Maskless with party. vanilla ice? No, well, that's, that has to be made up. That it's, is it's that. not made up, but if you think about it, who the fuck else are you going to call to to do a super spreader party at New Year's even more? Who wants to be there? Who wants to be anywhere near there? Yeah. Only people on vanilla ice's level. And then, um, Holy yeah, Don, uh, Don Jr. The Beach Boys were there too. Uh, Mike Love. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, specifically DJ Mike Love. He, He's batshit. Mike Love is a fucking asshole. Let me just say yeah. that. Let me go on record and say he's a fucking asshole. I'd love to hear your firsthand account. I know this to be true, but I would, I, I always like hearing more. Oh, I, I, more I, I, that I this is this is watching from afar. This is something yeah. I realized when I was like twelve and I saw them on like you know Captain and Tennille, and I was like, that guy is not playing any instruments, and he's the worst singer. But every he's he's telling everybody what to do. Mm. Why does he have the lead? Oh, it's because he's the biggest fucking asshole, and he's bossing around his cousins. He's a dick. Just that's all. Wow. Uh, there was a big circuit party, a big gay circuit party in Puerto Puerto Vallarta. Mm-hmm. What's this? I'm sorry. What's the circuit party? I'm old. I don't know. I'm just reading it. I, I don't know either. But it was just a bunch of gay guys on a boat that capsized or that sank. That sank. <laughs> nobody. Nobody died. Nobody died. No. But it was the. Did anybody learn anything? <laughs> no. Anybody did one of them learn one thing? Yeah, they're my iPhone isn't as waterproof as they say it is. Uh, Luckily, they were already in bathing suits. Yeah, and nobody was wearing masks. So I don't know if they weren't, if that's true or not. But it it was it, they weren't. So what what is the controversy around this this party? And okay, so the thing I sent you is. Oh, well, the controversy said... is that it exists in general. But what I wanted to discuss was there's a what you could have just discussed it. And, you know, instead of referring to Marty, the... have you been on the show before? I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm trying something new for 2021. Um, but go Plus, ahead. I had to vamp in order to pull it up. Okay. So there's an Instagram account called gaze over COVID and it's basically it's an anonymous and honestly oh god i'm not even drinking i can't even speak anonymously owned instagram account um where they are essentially shaming um people for going out and partying and i think it's like allegedly it's like another gay person shaming other gay people who who keep partying and so what they'll do is they'll take like these you know, photos that they see that are all tagged and um, look up who, who the people are in the tags and then call them out. So it was like this uh, transplant ICU nurse at Cedar sinai has been tagged in a few photos. And so there he's, it's not like doxing necessarily, but he is like outing these people on this like giant Instagram and like shaming them for going and partying. Uh, and so yeah. obviously this um, Puerto Vallarta like sinking ship thing was not uh, not safe from all these people being outed. Yeah, there was a a guy at speaking of the Mar-a-Lago party, this guy, George Santos, who's a, a gay politician wannabe who's, you know, run for Congress in New York. And he was invited down there and 
and he was outed for partying without a mask <laughs> or was it partying while listening to uh, vanilla ice but uh, and his <laughs> husband both either one can kill you yeah, yeah yeah it's true or it can cause you to lose your job uh, he claims They're that both shameful yeah because he was outed his fiance was fired from his job as a pharmacist but his 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 fiance he was out there in like a room full of 500 people without a mask on and he's supposed to be a healthcare provider so i i don't see a problem with that and the other thing is that santos he posted these photos and he was he was complaining that he was outed he posted these photos on instagram so it, yeah you're just sharing them in a, a different context but if you put it out on instagram i mean isn't that fair game i mean he got so what he wanted the post blew up that's kind of my <laughs> question is like does it feel like is it fair if you're the one who posts because they're not the ones who are tagging these photos they're finding the photos and then just following all the tags that are already there and shaming these people so like is that cool or is that shitty i i think it's fine i mean i don't think we're not supposed to be doing that we're not supposed to be partying we're not supposed to be out uh in you know on a yacht with your pals you know unprotected like and it's just weird that it's it's all gay people that are being outed right so then that's the other half of it is that like this is perpetuating already like if there's a lot of people who already don't like gay people or, or who already have kind of an idea of what the gay community is then now you're looking at all these like you know like good looking white shirtless like uh ripped up gay men partying with money and breaking covid rules and if you already don't like gay people then you're gonna be like look at what the gay people are doing it's when in reality it's hatred. yeah yeah when in reality it's like it just so happens that no one is doing this to the churches that are still meeting and all that stuff. Right, right. And I, I, one sense you could say, like, it's another gay person saying, hey, we get, we get fucked with enough. Like, don't make it worse. You know, I think he's right. saying, hey, oh, yes. no. yeah, okay, that's Bill Tweeter. Twa, twa, yeah, Tweeterson. At, at Bill me. I'm a horrible person. I obviously hate gay people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, because, you know, the Internet appreciates sarcasm so much. <laughs> mm. uh, one thing I was thinking that we were saying is it, is it shitty that, that this is being done? Um, it's hard to say because the, the act of it doesn't it doesn't necessarily guarantee what the outcome of, of it will be. Like sharing the person's photo, it doesn't necessarily guarantee they're going to get fired. And if they get fired because you shared it, I, you know, the actual act of just sharing it and saying just reporting, here's this photo and these were the people there. Not and I think we should xxx. What I can't stand are when people like. Go ahead, internet. Do your do your work, whatever that. Totally. It's like there's that that is, that is that's incredibly mean spirited. It's it's celebrating someone's downfall. It's it's a lot of twisted things. It's not necessarily unjustified because the behavior is repulsive. But um, I I do I do think there's a difference between the language of like we're gonna get this guy versus just so you know this thing happened. Mm. Yeah, most of the language is like, how could an ICU nurse at Cedar Sinai, you know, Cedar Sinai? Yeah, or like here he is again, or you know, like things like that, or like 
here's all the people who used to perform at this bar and now this bar is closed. And like, there's like one video on there of like this, like these people partying and like trying to get a Roomba to like clean up special K off the floor or something like that's what the drug's called. Right. I don't know. Why would you have a Roomba it's, do that when there are a bunch of partying gay men who are happy to do that for the, for the Roomba? I think they had more. I don't yeah. know. All right. For fun. It was for fun, but there was like 15 people in the room. So Yeesh. that's the point. Um, well, we can move on from that unpleasantness. Uh, mm -hmm. do, you, do you guys uh, want to talk about the your favorite bits of media from 2020? Yes. Okay. How about I've done I've done I've done some homework on this. Okay. Well, why don't you start really off with unusual? Like, I'm very proud of myself with the so, movies. With with movies and books. let's let's start with movies. All right. So uh, I was uh, so I I did I was looking at um, lists of the top 20 movies of the year. And uh, I didn't see most of them. And some of the ones I did see, I didn't like. But uh, I do want to, I think that there's a couple movies that, um, well, one movie that I saw that not a lot of people saw that I thought was really excellent was Unpregnant. Anybody see that? Mm -mm. No, I don't know that. Action Unpregnant, it's, uh, it's basically a buddy uh, road movie about these two girls in high school who used to be friends in elementary school. And then one grew up to be, you know, popular ish. Um, and um, the other one grew up to be kind of a weirdo. Um, and uh, the popular one is uh, pregnant and she lives in Missouri and she has to go to, she has to travel a thousand miles to get an abortion. She has to go to Albuquerque to get an abortion. And so that's what the, the that's why they're on their road trip. So it's about uh, abortion rights. It's about um, growing up in the Midwest as a as a woman. But that's, and that is really, you know, sort of hit home. But the movie is really about their friendship, because for this, that, and the other reason, they end up together, um, you know, and and they rekindle their friendship. And it has, it, so it has a lot of interesting sort of um, cliche tropes about that kind of thing that are twisted and really. Uh, done very, very in a new way. And the acting is fantastic. Both the, of the women are really, really good. Um, the story is goes in unexpected places. Um, and um, there's just a lot of really fun stuff about it. I really highly recommend it. Very, 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 very funny. And it has a really you know powerful message. Which is? <laughs> uh, everybody uh, who needs uh, a, an abortion should be able to get one. All right. Anyone else who got a, a movie that they enjoyed this past year? Um, uh, sorry, go, you, yeah, you go first, first. Are you sure? You can go yeah, first. You're no, I'm, I'm googling things because I wasn't anticipating this question. Oh, um, I liked the platform. Oh yeah, Did you guys see that one? The Spanish film on Netflix. Yeah, it's like it's. I mean, it's a little heavy-handed, and it's like message but it's fucking intense um and it's it's a spanish film but you can it's on netflix you can watch it either with subtitles or dubbed i've, I've seen it both ways because the first time i watched it i was with my family in quarantine and they wanted the dub but then i watched it again um with my roommate later and i watched it in spanish it's good um but it makes you kind of sick and upset and um why not just contribute to 
the misery of 2020 yeah. by watching a really upsetting film. Um, and I can't, I like, I watched a lot of stuff that I'd never seen before that like didn't come out this year. Um, I'm just trying to remember like what um, it was and if I liked it or if I didn't like it, because I, I just, I didn't, I wasn't doing like a ton of like um, drive-in movies or anything like that. The yeah, only one I did was that. to see love actually. So God, no. <laughs> screw you and your love actually. <laughs> I, uh, my favorite movie of the year I haven't seen yet. I, I at the beginning of the weekend, <laughs> I bought two movies online uh, I watched one of them. And the first, the one I want Marty, to see. Marty, we're talking about last year, 2020, yeah, not the, this year. The one uh, from last year is called First Cow. It's Kelly Reichardt's film. Uh, and I, I really want to see that. Is yeah, it good? I, uh, you know, it, it's good in my queue. It looks really good in my queue. Uh, <laughs> but I for went seeing that film to watch Love Actually, which I actually purchased again. So wow. I'm so mad. At, that's my beef with you this week, <laughs> Cassandra. How was it? It's uh, the worst movie ever. It's so ter terrible. That's fair. Um, you know what was good this year wait, wait. too? Um, I, I, was Palm Springs. Oh, Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Yeah. Great. I, Palm Springs is pretty that. good. It's really that. good. It was, it was the perfect escape. Um, but I watched Love Actually to work on the the next episode of Buzzsaw Three. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Hollywood Nights with this again. What now? What now? Uh, actually, Hollywood Sunrise. Yeah, and mm -hmm. because that you laid the groundwork for, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> and you know, just, there's so many opportunities to to put little homages in Buzzsaw Three. Uh, yeah, so I was looking for those, and you can look out for that or listen out for that for next week, hopefully. Uh, Steve couldn't make it today, and I didn't have it done in time. So there we are. But it, I have two more. Okay. Just because I I googled it really fast. Um. Oh, three more. Fuck that oh, came good, out this good. year. This um the mucho mucho amor, the legend of Walter Mercado. Do you guys? That's the Netflix documentary about that psychic. Uh, the oh, Spanish right. psychic. Yeah, yeah. You were telling us about that. So good. All right. Um. And then I in so I watched Soul and it was like fine it was good enough. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need that <laughs> like, uh, login from you, but I'll get I'll get take I'll take. Oh that yes, yes, yes. I'll give you my Disney Plus. And then um and the last Disney Plus, not to be like a basic asshole, but like I really liked Hamilton when I watched it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a That's I it. had a blast watching Hamilton. I don't think there's I don't think there's anything shameful. It's yeah, good. yeah. it's and it's interesting with Hamilton because I I. I had I knew nothing about it other than it was a sensation when I first saw it. And I was like, well, it can't possibly live up to the hype. And this is the L.A. production. But this should be a fun night. And I didn't pay for these tickets. It was fucking great. Like it was, it was I, so I just got completely taken away by how good it was, um, even though I had, you know, even though it had been beyond hyped heading into it. But the interesting thing about it is I, it's it's not necessarily it, this is probably true of most musicals, but I'm not walking around singing the songs. And I like mm -hmm. when when friends had the soundtrack on or like I visited my friend's kid when we were screening up in San Francisco and he had the soundtrack on. It's like it's just another one of those really wordy, not very melodic musicals that I can understand why you like. But there's there's something for me to 
hold on to here. Yeah, that's fun, but it's like it's that's not my favorite part of Hamilton. <laughs> but, but the, you know, it's interesting while watching it in the context of of what you said, Cassandra, the the film version of it. How it doesn't even matter. It's still electrifying. It's still yeah. it, it's so about the words and the word play um, that you know it, it's it, it it transcends the fact that the music you're you're not there for the music. Um, yeah, which is not to shit on the music. I'm not saying it's it's poorly done. It's I, I, I'm saying I loved it. Genuinely loved it. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's just really weird impressive. that you think there'd be more songs that you would just like carry with you from it but it's just the experience it's the energy i think that yeah i had a similar takeaway with david burns american utopia it's like great film yeah and it, it just caught me at the right time and it's just so earnest and and you know the music that music is really good uh mm. and lots of bare feet and i thought i'm not a huge spike uh, spike lee fan but i thought he really elevated it a stage performance more than you know i would have expected um, yeah, I was that was one of the few on my list. I, I've seen almost no 2020 films, but that one was one that I really enjoyed. And Invisible Man, I like that one. Mm. I still haven't seen that. I've heard I it was very either. strong. Yeah, it's a good I one. got yeah. too drunk during watching that one. Oh, that'll so, do it. We'll watch it in January. <laughs> watch it in January. You know what got me that I didn't expect to at all? There's a horror film on Shutter called Host. That was produced, shot, directed, written all during the pandemic, and it's mm-hmm. um, it's like it's 55 all minutes. on Zoom. It all takes place on Zoom, and and it's like a it, fi- you know, fifty-five minutes. It's like you know, not even a full yeah. feature. Yeah, and it takes and, you place- know, we're all sick of Zoom, and uh, how many jump scares can you do? You kind of expect everything that's going to happen, and I still really enjoyed it. I got genuinely like anxious and creeped out. And and because I watched it on my laptop, it almost feels like you're the fifth person on the Zoom call, and it's going to happen to you next, kind of yeah. thing. Oh, that's the best. Um, I I thought they did a great job, and I earmarked I think every single actor in there. A lot of young British actresses, uh, one American, but I earmarked every one of them for like my wish lists of actors to Six. work with because they're oh. so strong and natural. Yeah. Uh, so uh, were they playing American or play, or were they in English in the show? Oh, that's a good point. They were all. There were. There was three English girls and one American girl, and I just assumed they were using their their real accents because oh, it was okay. so. Yeah. But that's a foolish thing for me to assume. That just means they're good actors. Uh, who can do accents? Um, what about your favorite? And tweet in if you want to uh, join in. Um, Tyson enjoyed Uncle Frank on Amazon, which is. Uh, mm. uh, I've been. I've seen a lot of films. I've just been catching up on the stuff that. I should have seen like what I about, saw Seventh Seal until like uh, so they're just like how have I not seen this movie? Oh, um, okay. And I also think I wasn't necessarily I was being a little cheap because the world's falling apart. So when the first run movies were coming out, I was like, well, I've got this whole Criterion collection I haven't looked at. Why should I pay fourteen dollars for Bill and Ted? You know, who did a better death, you or um, you know Ing- Ingmar Bergman? Well, he directed it. He yeah. Did, well, I don't know who played, played it, death but. in it. But I gotta give death to the guy in Bill and Ted's too. Yeah, is that who? He's it? he's the best Grim Reaper that that ever that yeah, ever. That was a guy was. from Die Hard too. Um, oh, oh, was it? Really? Yeah. Well, but he just had that. He had that weird "Where the fuck are you from?" accent, where you can kind of get away. Everything becomes funny. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so what about uh, television? 
This is my wheelhouse because oh. there's a lot of good ones. I just want to mention uh, William Ma Sadler. Rainey's Black Bottom because I saw it uh, uh, last week. Is that a feature or a TV show? It's it's a feature. I just wanted to mention it because it's 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 really uh, it's it's a it's a very good. I mean, obviously, it's August August Wilson play, so it's already you know battle tested as a story. Everybody does a fantastic job, including Chadwick Boseman. Rest mm -hmm. in peace. Man, oh man, he was great. He was such a great actor, and in this, this is a tour de force performance by him. So, it's it's really worth uh, seeing it just for the performances. Did you see uh, Get On Up where when he was James Brown? Oh yeah, I'm a yeah. huge James Brown fan, and I was I was incredibly impressed. Yeah, I mean, that that James Brown is like you know Dolly Parton and Elvis. He's from another planet, right? And for Patrick Bozeman to be able to play him, and for me to believe him is incredible i mean that's amazing and then you know he does everything else that he did it's just yeah. he's he was just really sad that he's gone yeah um jp cutter said that he watched the documentary happy happy joy joy the ren and stimpy story over the weekend he said, <laughs> he said it was a fun nostalgic watch and then it also he was glad that they dealt bluntly dealt with the uh the accusations of sexual abuse or, or uh, emotional abuse by john christopher lucy and um, even if it's weirdly pushed to the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, that was a big thing in the 90s. I did not know that. Did, they, did yeah. they talk about Ren's uh, Coke problem? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to watch it and oh, see. Yeah. Happy, he happy, was, joy, joy. He was, that was, that was a problem. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then JP also watched, he ended up watching the um, Alice in Borderlands. And he thanked me for it, John. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, John didn't care for it. Um, oh, what, okay, so TV. Dave. Oh, oh, yeah, Dave. Yeah. That's on my list. Dave. Oh, Dave and Rami. Those two shows. I couldn't get into Rami. Well. I tried. Okay. I would give it another chance. It gets, Try it again? Just gets richer. It's sort of like Dave. <clears throat> oh okay. <laughs> in a sense, I mean, the thing is, for me, Dave, Dave was like, "Oh, oh, I know what this is. Oh, oh, I know it. Oh, wait, no, I don't know what this ah. is." Like, you know, and Rami is the same way. It's like, "Oh, I know how this is going. Oh, oh no, this is going. This is going places." I mean, Dave goes. They both go places that are really human and that I've never seen before. Well, um... especially Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, so so fucking good. I watched it like multiple times. Really, the, the, the sex scene yeah. when they're having sex. God, it was so funny. It was such a great <clears throat> performance and so real. I've never seen like, um, like a sex scene that was actually like a sex scene, like like a scene about human beings having sex and having problems while they're having sex. Mm -hmm. It just seemed so wildly hilarious. And intimate and real. It's great. Great. And it's just a dumb, dumb sitcom about a, a Jewish rapper. I mean, why I watched it a bunch of times to figure out like what was so good about it because all I want in the whole world is to write something good like that. Uh -huh. And I think I fucking cracked it. Oh, what is it? They laugh at each other's jokes. And that's why I think it's real. And mm -hmm. why, and you don't, you don't realize it until you watch it. And then you're like, Oh yeah, if you're watching a lot of other sitcoms, they tell jokes and they keep going mm. because it's a joke for the audience. But like they laugh at what the other person says in the moment. Because and I in think real that life, makes it people, feel like 
laugh at each other. Yeah, it makes it feel like 15 times more real, where if like someone says something ridiculous, they react to it honestly, as opposed to, you know, like when you're watching a multicam sitcom and then fucking Chandler says some shit and no one laughs. Except for the, the <laughs> you know? canned laughter machine. Yeah, it yeah. was like it. It's a very, very real, like thing. The absurdities within their world are addressed when they occur, rather than just being something. How do you think you'd put that on the page, though? Yeah, that, your, I was just about to ask the same look. thing. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it seems so performance based. Yeah, that's that really is kind of kind. Uh oh. Oh, we've lost her. She's frozen. this shit. Um, I imagine like either having characters riff with each other might help, or yeah, otherwise it's just performance, and then you just have to have good jokes. Right. I I wonder how much of that. Just thinking out loud, I wonder how much of like shows that we absolutely obsessed over. Like, I want to write a show like that. Is actually more about the performance, or how many shows we didn't like, we didn't like, we hated the writing, but it was actually because of performance. You know, because you're saying that the thing that you've cracked that makes this show so special is something you can't even put on the page, you know? There's, okay, so there's the show Single Parents, which is like, it's an ABC sitcom, but I like Elizabeth Merriweather as a showrunner. I like her work. I think it's really, really joke heavy stuff, which I love joke heavy stuff. And so new girl, you know, and parts of single parents I'm obsessed with. And I think it's so good and it's so fucking funny, but there's a certain performances in single parents that I don't like enough that it kind of fucks up the show mm. where I'm like, you're getting some of the best jokes you could get from like some of the best joke writers. And yet it's Adam. Oh, this is the worst. I hate referring to women this way, but I can't remember her fucking name. And she's married to Adam Brody, but she's like one of the stars of oh, single parents. And yeah, exactly <laughs> what, how I don't want to refer to her, but like, hold on. Who's, who's this fucking bitch? No, you name? keep talking. I, I, um, I got you covered. I got you covered. Um, uh, the late Meester. I, her performance didn't work for me so much that I was like, it doesn't matter how good these fucking jokes are. Boo. So I think that uh, it, the performance definitely, definitely, I mean, and that's Alec Baldwin's one of the reasons why 30 Rock is so funny. Yeah, exactly. Some of, the, some of the best jokes ever, but like, if you don't, if you don't know how to perform it, then it's going to sound insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to you- uh, Mr. Mayor. That's Robert Carlock and Tina Fey's next. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, Ted Danson. Ted who everybody Danson. loves. God, I love Ted Danson. You guys ever watch Becker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was this time when Becker was on at three o'clock in the morning, and I I don't remember. It was like I I was uh I was out of work or something, and for I don't know why I was staying up until three o'clock in the morning, but I was watching. Becker was the perfect it's show for three o'clock in the morning because <laughs> Becker hated everybody. It was just hilarious. It was just like, this is a, here's a, what's the situation. Becker's a doctor and he hates everybody. And that's it. And, it's, and it was just wonderful. It's like everybody's a low rent scumbag. I'm in. <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah. So I don't know the premise, I guess, obviously, uh, 
Ted Danson plays the mayor. Holly Hunter, Bobby Moynihan, who's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I love Holly Hunter so much. Yeah, let's see. Holly Hunter, Ted Danson, and Tina Fey. And yeah, I, I, so what do you think? Two episodes? <laughs> oh, no. If it's on NBC, they'll give Tina Fey at least a season. Oh, how dare you, John? I know. Well, I'm just saying, you know, when you. Well, when if you, you were Steve, kind of, all everyone in that cast talent. would be dead by now. No. Yeah. Is uh, Tina, Tina Fey's not in it, is she? No, she's just a show, a creator. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Bill, did you watch any TV this this past year? Yeah, uh, yeah, I watched it for a bit, and, and uh, the years are blurring together. Was Pen Fifteen a Twenty Twenty show, or was that? Yeah, the second season was. The second season came oh, okay. out. Absolutely, really I love the second season. I love that show. I, I think Maya Erskine is insanely gifted, um, and I, I I think that's they're doing something so specific that only they could do and yeah. it works yeah for me mm -hmm. at least it works so well i was when you said center when you said non-stop jokes do you watch dairy girls no uh, everyone's telling me to watch it though so i probably will it's 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 that cringe humor that i can't necessarily i have to dip in and out of i can't stay with but mm -hmm. the speed is it's like rick and morty's speed it's it's remarkable speed i love of, it of just like situations compounding dialogue compounding things you just just forgot coming back yeah um, it's just it's a very tightly wound show and the accents are are always a joy for a foreigner you know that's it's music sure. to our ears so it makes it it makes it sing and even more you're, it's a lot of fun. you're an irishophile so yeah, there's that. <laughs> okay. I, they, they actually call themselves patty piles jp like a little crazy jp Thanks. Uh, pointed out that uh, laughing at in-world jokes is part of how Kirby enthusiasm in initially charmed him. Yeah, so they they do laugh at each other and acknowledge funny moments, which is great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a show that I love that I hesitate to recommend because it's wildly flawed, but I'm just getting a lot of joy out of it. Um, it's called The Uncanny Counter. It's a Korean show on Netflix. Um, they're deeply flawed. There's a lot of like heavy sci-fi type fantasy lore that gets really old and starts to feel like a video game. But it has, you know, like they're a level five thing. Oh, but I only have this many points. And you're like, what are you fucking oh, talking about? Oh, you should watch Alice in Borderlands. <laughs> you should definitely watch that. It's a Japanese show, but it, it's um, also Netflix. Uh, okay, I'm writing that down. Yeah, it's it's really it's really cool. Uh, stay with it uh, for at least two two episodes and before you give up on it. Um, Will do. But uh, it's I mean, interesting it's, that you mentioned the uncanny, uncanny counter because uh, foreign f TV watching has gone up on Netflix uh, 50% this past year because they the production shut down. So people were hungry for new content. So they were looking elsewhere. And uh, like anime on Netflix was up 100%. And uh, K-dramas, which uh, the uncanny counter would count as was up 300 percent yeah yeah they're really i wonder how much of that has to do with not to oversimplify it but like that's asian and that's asian but uh i i wonder how much of it has to do with the success of parasite and really you know korean I, cinema exploding on the screen and the, the the whole discussion about um subtitles is is being something not to be feared which I'm is like sure yeah, that's reading you should be afraid of reading yeah <laughs> um but it, they're but, also yeah. good yes there are things to 
fun things to binge because they're going pretty long and lots of shit happens in these in these shows. They have a different sort of hyped drama. Um, and they're, yeah, they're very, they're going to be very romantic and very emotional. Yeah, I'm two episodes from finishing the this one called... Uh, My Mister? No, Itaewon uh, Class. And, oh, we're about to start that one. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. How's your Korean coming along, Bill? Yeah, that's about my, what I can do. Uh, but yeah, this one, the main guy, he has a tiny part in Parasite. He's, he plays the guy who gets the the guy the job at tutoring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so mm -hmm. he's, he's the good-looking guy, but then he plays a total dork in, in this. Not a total dork, but anyway, it's, it's like captivating i'm like should i do the podcast or should i watch the last two episodes you know, that, that, that was wow. the, the dilemma today um yeah and, and again uncanny counter it it has wonderful performances but and it ends up deve it developing this really nice sort of family dynamic about people who are aren't family by blood um who are in this world of chasing demons and all the stuff that doesn't really matter um and there's there's fun action and and i just i think the performances are astounding yeah. And it's one of those great things, like, we're talking about this, a lot of the Asian uh, TV shows, movies, um, not you know, not stuff like Tempopo and stuff, but, like, d food just seems to be so much more a, a, a part of the culture that is put on camera. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Almost almost like a like a big night or something like that, the way Italians uh, have you know, movies about Italians that are authentic tend to have a lot of food. But And in Uncanny Counter, they chase demons, but their cover is that they have a noodle shop. Yeah. This other place. So you're just place seeing in. food preparation. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I love I'm, it. I'm totally into it. And uh, this other one takes place in this one neighborhood called Itaewon. And it's about two competing restaurants and uh, and revenge and all this and romance and all this stuff. But like for me, it's like so immersive because you're it's all out in the streets and which feels really weird. And then also just makes me feel like I've had a tiny bit of an escape, you know, in a different place. Right. And so I want to see Sweet Home. That's the other one I want to see. That's a, a monster one. That, that uh, Yeah, that yeah. one looks, uh, I don't know. We'll I'm see. not sure. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I still have to see what we do in the shadows. That's another one I haven't seen from this past year that everybody talks about. But I want to just, before we go on, I want to throw out homework for next week is to watch a foreign television show that you haven't seen yet. Uh, and then bring it back and suggest it. Talk about it and don't. Yeah, just well, let's just see what happens. Um, there's there, there's more good TV. There's <laughs> normal people. That's foreign, right? Oh, that oh. is so good. Yeah. That's like, do you want the, to get like super horny watching something that you shouldn't I get know. super horny <laughs> watching? These but like, quote, oh my god, people who are like the most gorgeous people I've ever seen. You know, yeah. They're, oh god, I don't know. Like, if they have Emmys for intimacy coordinators, oh yeah, it <laughs> they win. Yeah, lots of holy stuff. guacamole. Yeah, so that's an Irish sort of coming of age, kind of not coming of age, but whatever. High school Ish. to college drama, romance. I loved it. Sexy I loved stuff. It. it was good. Lots of sexy stuff. I like um, How To with John Wilson on HBO. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah they're cool. like Kino essays almost. They're, yeah. uh, it's not a documentary, no, certainly, but he's clearly obsessed with documenting. But yeah. I, I, that one, I'm taken by that one. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, yeah, it's just like sort of like these yeah, visual essays about that just go off in wonderful ways. Yeah, they're very New York. They start with just visiting bodegas and 
watching garbage in the street and then they just they they go to they go to heaven and back i, I really love it yeah um all right and then does small acts count as tv because it's sort of like it says episode one episode two steve mcqueen's sure um, or, or a movie whatever they they won a couple of them did small. did film festivals i've only seen mangrove mm-hmm. it was um, on amazon and it's it's painful it's painful it's a, it's a civil rights film that'll that'll leave you incensed and, but and it's it takes place phenomenal. in a, a west indies like uh neighborhood in london is that correct all five yeah like like near i think near like brixton academy where that whole electric avenue rocked onto electric mm-hmm. avenue eddie grant um um i think it's the same area and yeah it's just a guy opening a community restaurant and and it ends how how every 60s civil war oh, <laughs> or sorry civil, uh, civil rights, uh, civil, rights. Mm-hmm. civil war is what's coming um yay but wow. the, the performances are are incredible and it is a, it's a slice of culture that i certainly don't don't have very many windows into so i really enjoyed it all right um john do you have anything to add um uh well i i like, really like the the great it's something that was really fun oh that i forgot about that i started watching and forgot about that and of course, Queen's Gambit. The, the, the oh. Everybody else loved it. I also liked it a lot. I feel uh, like I was the first person to watch that. I was watching it. I was the first. <laughs> no, I was the first one because I turned on Netflix and it was like, watch this trailer, please. And I was, and I wouldn't normally watch that show, but there's something about that girl's face, and I was like, all right. And I started watching it right away. Yeah. So oh, oh, I, I started watching, and it right I told before. everyone, I was like. You guys, no, I'm watching no, this chess yeah. show, and they, and they all and they all said uh, John already talked about it. No, they didn't, yeah, John. No, no, that's totally what happened. No, I watched it before it was made. You did not, John. Yeah, I read the book. I'm reading the book now, John. I hated that show so much. <laughs> there it is. That's why. We oh had you back. God, I hated that show. I don't think I've yelled at the TV as much since when, wow. the, like, a why did you hate it so much? Um, I found, I, I found, I found, I was never let into the emotional, the internal emotional life of the characters. So I did. I very infrequently knew what they wanted, why they were doing what they're doing, and how they felt about each other, which mm. was frustrating. I also felt like they didn't. Le- so they didn't. You think that's important as a storyteller? <laughs> generally, generally, it's, 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 a, it's a way to keep your audience. Um, I, I felt like they were really irresponsible with how they portrayed her addiction. As, uh, it just was super muddy and unclear, and no puppets. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then I, I, I also felt like I wasn't let into chess well yeah. enough. Like, I mean, very was- specifically, I remember this scene where she's like. It was like, I'm going to put Jess up on the stand from A Few Good Men. She's like, I'm going to play the Spanish up your butt, whatever the fuck it's called. Sicilian <laughs> opening. Yeah, the Sicilian. Sicilian opening, exactly. Um, and and she, he's like, you can't. He's a master at it. I'm going to do it anyway. And then by the time the game comes around, they don't ever tell you if she's playing the Sicilian open. It's just your 17th montage of chess. It's like Harry Potter. It's like, who <laughs> knows if he's good at magic, but just shit comes out of his wand, you know, and things happen. Like there's no yeah, it's like there there were no stakes because I couldn't I wasn't let into the the right. back and forth of the of the match. It was just another montage that I had to sit through to wait well, for the I, results. When I when he started having thoughts about those like that, I I would say Anya's eyes are further apart than, <laughs> than humanly possible. 
how does she see like straight ahead? Whenever I had those thoughts, I was like, well, what? So they're going to explain chess as if I'm going to know what the fuck they're talking about. There's probably a reason. Um, but right. But then make up for it by cutting out the, what, two and a half hours of chess montages. If you're not going to tell me anything about chess, I don't need two and a half hours of chess. Footage. Uh, they need to use it. it it's a, they need to make it eight episodes. This is Netflix, baby. It's fun we to watch. We gotta make this shit go. It, it was very fun to watch, and it was fun to what see. What could be told in four episodes? We make it ten because yeah. we're Netflix. <laughs> they were gonna make it a movie, and they were like, "No, no, 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 no. We can't no, binge watch no, a no, movie. Fuck that. <laughs> you can't binge watch a hundred minutes." My biggest complaint about Netflix, especially with their fucking documentary series, is they uh, have something so interesting and then they somehow make it so boring. Yeah. Start start watching some K dramas. They stretch. They go. They Oh yeah. A K drama street. You're like, wow, we're eight minutes into this scene. And it like any and network show would have been a minute and a half, maybe. Yeah. And like we're we're a minute eight, and we're just gonna sit here watching this kid cry for probably another <laughs> two minutes. Because <laughs> we got to get to that, uh, yeah, that food commercial, you know. Right. <laughs> um, right. But to go back to the great, this is the Catherine the Great uh, sort of dr drama comedy thing that was uh, created by the guy who did wrote the favorite, which is one of like my favorite movies of whatever year that came out in. Uh, how is it? Does it compare to that, John, at all? The favorite. What is the favorite? That's the one with Olivia Coleman, where she won the Oscar, where she plays um, some sort of. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She played the Queen, yeah. Queen Anne. And, yeah. Uh, Emma Stone. Emma, Stone. Emma, Emma Stone. Yeah. Um. Does it compare to that? Let's see. Yes, it has the same kind of feeling. It's 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 almost exactly this. It's like, it's yeah. The the favorite could be an episode of The Great. Yeah, because Elle Fanning is fantastic, uh, and Nicholas Holt is awesome. I never thought Elle Fanning was good in, in, until this. I thought I thought she really came into her own. She's always been sort of the weird girl, right? Um, and uh, and this, I, it, it was great. And uh, Nicholas uh, Holt. Holt, yeah, he's yeah, great. He's fantastic. He's yeah. playing basically a sociopathic monster, but you totally understand him. Witness me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, is he the same guy who did the Lobster? Uh, no, I mean that's the, the director of the favorite, the, um, the Greek fellow. Oh, but it's not the writer. The no, the, the writer of the favorite created the great. Okay, 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 okay. Both periods. I like the director. So, um, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's fun. Lanthimos, it's a your something Lanthimos. Yorgos, yeah, Yorgos. He's, he's one of my favorite yeah, directors. He's, he's really he's, sorry. Yeah, but it, I really, I would have to turn in my uh, my geek card if I didn't mention. The Mandalorian, which revitalized. What is that? It's a Star Wars thing. A what? Star Wars. That's, That's ringing the bell. Here's, here's the thing about the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is basically um, unapologetic uh, fan service and uh, almost nothing else. And I loved everything. <laughs> awesome. I support you. So I, I can't. I can't defend it, but. Uh, and you like season two as much? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, season two is even less has even less to recommend it to someone who's never seen Star Wars, and more to recommend it to uh, people who've you know read the comics and watched all every episode of the Clone Wars. Uh, so, to me, the the way they produced it using the Unreal game engine or whatever is is really cool. You know, 
Like uh-huh. they they shot it on a most you know whatever ninety percent on the stage, and it feels like it's location, which is amazing to me. Uh, yeah, it's no, amazing. It, part of it part of it is a bit of a bummer though, because I remember the director, one of the directors, saying, "Yeah, I she just loved that she didn't have to ride in a van to set or to location." And what's anymore. that going to do for Cassandra's boyfriend? What? He's a location scout. He doesn't have to drive the fucking van. All right, but still. Not that that's a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> They're all teamsters. Yeah. yeah. But I just, I don't know, that's there's something about, those, job. something about those moments between the making of a movie that I think can be really special and can end up finding their way into the DNA of a project. So kind of bummed me out to hear that the, the, the joy over eliminating them. But, uh, but it's, it's, it's certainly fascinating technology. If you can make something like you know there's this guy in washington named uh, ian hubert i think his name is his name he uses free software and creates these amazing like like super 3d like videos that look like you know 100 million dollar sci-fi films and i'm like that if you can do that with free software uh, living in some sort of art compound in in washington state that's pretty awesome it is. It, it it has a ripple effect. Oh, for where sure. Then you know I'm budgeting my next movie, and they're like, "Well, if that guy in Wisconsin can do it with free software, you're like, well, all hey, right. okay, it was Washington, but anyhow." <laughs> so, so then I, I don't I don't get I don't get a special effects budget because of that asshole. Great. Is that fucking nerd working on my movie? No. Well, then stop bringing him up. Boo. Boo. Fuck that asshole. Stupid Ian Hubert. What a dick. Anyhow, check out his films. It's uh, just <laughs> on the YouTube's. Um. Uh, okay, so lastly, like any other uh, movie, uh, I'm sorry, video games, books, or music that you want to talk about for 2020, uh, Bill, I didn't realize that you were in uh, God of War, the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, very, whole thing. Very small part. Very small part. But those are my friends from Lost Planet 3, so they just called me up. They're like, I got something for you. How many days did you really work fun. on that? Just one, only in the voice booth. I uh, didn't do any mocap, and it was just one one day. Oh, but that's still pretty fun. It's a kick-ass oh, it's totally game. Fun. It's an amazing game. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't be happier for them. I mean, they 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 were the sweetest guys to work with, and to see them go on to that kind of unprecedented level of success didn't surprise me, but made me incredibly happy. Yeah, it's pretty stunning just to look at it. But uh, but you don't play video games, so I guess it doesn't matter. I don't, and I I keep thinking that's that's. That I should, but I, I can't seem to get there. Mm-hmm. It just takes so much time. I don't play either, and every time I, I kind of wish I did, but then I just, you know, I, I, I tried playing Fortnite, and I didn't have any uh, audio, right? So I didn't wasn't hearing my team, and I was going around just getting shot. And then I, <laughs> I, I, I put on my headphones. I couldn't talk because I don't have a thing. I don't have a game system. And I heard these my, my three teammates just completely trashing me, and they're like 10 years old and they think I'm just the, the most retarded noob ever. Well, yeah, I don't I need like, my, my ego is fragile enough as it is. It doesn't need to be ripped apart by some prepubescent like whatever nerdlinger in, in middle America or wherever, anywhere. I just I, I can't. I can't. Uh, but I still have been playing uh, some video games lately, but just like simple like little puzzle ones where it's not online and people can't make fun of me. Uh, that's why I come to the podcast for. Oh, <laughs> Tweet it. Oh, I, you know, I found I some stuff. Podcast. 
I found some little online game. I mean, we a, a group of friends started playing Among Us. And oh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, that's super fun. Um, we're terrible at it, and we're always like, J- "Don't kill me! I, I want to finish my tasks." Um, <laughs> you clearly, there's this. It's really satisfying. You pull a lever, the leaves go out into space, and you're like, "There, I accomplished something today." And then some asshole stabs you in the back. Fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had more leaves. <laughs> I got. Anyway, like off the office. Yeah. Um, like my last job. I loved, uh, and some of these are new, some of them are old, but uh, the room on um, phone apps, I don't know what it's on. Uh, it's a, it's basically a, a, an escape room writ large. Yeah, you um, sort of poke around at a box until it opens. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the ones uh, I played this year. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like five, of, three or four of them, and I, I still keep thinking about them. They do good sound design. They do great, great visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with those. And then we did on a group of us that go to escape rooms together, did some online ones and some of them were cracking. Um, there's this evil dead Two one out of Seattle. Uh, I think it's hourglass, uh, entertainment. Um, and that was just black. We actually set the record for, for getting out, but <laughs> that, that's not why it was fun. They, they met, they did a great job of sort of like a VR immersive, version where you each had your own like desktop with items and stuff like that and well you um, play it online or do you play it live you play it zoom basically oh oh cool so you so you're you're watching someone walk through the room with a camera on their helmet and you can tell them like oh what's that over in the corner and they go over and they pick it up for you and um but then some things become almost video game like like they kind of it was almost multimedia they just did an amazing job um, it was super fun and, and we're still talking about it. And that was an oh, early pandemic. I totally <laughs> want to try that. Hourglass escapes. Okay. Yeah. But, but you, do you need one of those headset thingies? No, I don't have shit. I did the same, the same thing I'm doing with you guys right now. Oh, it's not, it's not, it's so not that scary. they do. It's not that they do fancy technology. They just do the most with what we have, um, that I've seen anybody do. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, my wife is playing heim really loud so if you hear that and if we uh get dinged for copyright my apologies but i guess that was her favorite of 2020 oh i was gonna what what game is heim on what platform do you play women in music volume three (laughs) um yeah john did you you didn't play any other games uh, board games anything any other media that we we missed before oh well there's new um there's this new game out um it's a trivia game called you know it what and uh, mm. really fun it's super fun i heard about it from steve uh owens mm. um mm. he uh he's a big fan um and it's also a game show it's on thursdays on youtube uh at six o'clock and they're, they're celebrity guests and the host is incredibly Ugh. charismatic very mm-hmm. very very he's just like unbelievably good looking considering that he's uh french canadian Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on that show a couple times. Oh yeah, I saw you on that show. That you yeah, I lose great. every time I'm on it. I'm yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because you've been on it. I think more than anybody else, and you haven't won. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm the Ken Jennings of that I recall. show. <laughs> yeah, I'm whatever the opposite of Ken Jennings is. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been fun. Uh, what else? Uh, what did they play? I haven't. I can't think of any any uh, board games or anything that we played this year that uh, that were particular. We tried starting when we started out in COVID. You know, we like we we taught Yogi how to play poker. We had a poker game going for like a week. It's really funny thinking back on 
like, yeah, we're going to do all these different things because we're all locked in together for a couple weeks. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. But we've been watching TV days. like crazy. We watched, uh, we, we just started The Wire. We watched all of Scandal in like, you know, three weeks. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Did you um, see me walk through a, a frame, a scene in like, like very awkwardly for like two and a half seconds? No. That I, was I don't. I, I actually, my friend uh, Jillian Armanante was in, uh, had a big part in one episode. Oh, really? I, I, missed it. I performed her wedding ceremony. So there you go. It? Yeah. Her third wedding ceremony to the same woman. Um, yeah, she kept on trying to make it stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're the you're the one you're the one that was officially official. I th- Are you legal? Yeah, I'm legal. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, if you think of more, you can just chime in. But for now, let's. Um... Oh, I started watching the Expanse. Mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Come on, get my hands on that mail sack. Uh, uh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was great. Um, wow, music to my ears. Yeah. Tyson <laughs> just tweeted that he's been mostly retro gaming. He would say, I'm playing this old game from 2011 called uh, Limbo. And I, I don't know. Does that count as retro gaming or does it have to be like 8-bit? Um, I was playing uh, Adventure on, on the Atari 2600, but both my joysticks are a little um, janky right now. It's, it's a frustrating game as it is, but oh. Should have heard me screaming when the joystick wasn't responding. Oh, <laughs> that that sounds. They're better games than that one, I think. Uh, but Adventure's challenging. I mean, Haunted House is is the same game but harder and with Haunted House things instead of um, sword and sorcery things. Mm. But they're actually they're legitimately challenging, and it's not it's not a ga- it's a game that has an end. Like most Atari games or eight bit games, are like. You go from south to north. I want an end. I want an end. Until eternity. But in Adventure in a Haunted House, you can actually be like, oh, I put the thing in the thing and the thing happened and it's over. Yay. Um, Evan Cardi writes in from Sacktown. Happy New Year, Mercs. I loved the Dan episode a few weeks back. What great chemistry and fun to hear you all share the show's inside jokes with him. Has anyone seen Wayne? on Amazon Prime Video, been hearing great things, written by and I think starring some folks from Boston. Uh, this week's watch. Uh, I've never heard that. I've never no, heard of it. I'm going to put it on the list, and if I forget, remind me, it's a comedy series. Um, huh. Uh, Sean Simmons started out... From 2019. Oh, you know what the wife is playing now? She's playing uh, Hamilton. There you go. Uh, okay, Wayne. There it is. Okay. Trans Am. Uh, okay. Next email. Thank you, Evan. I think you sent in something Thanks, else. Evan. Yeah. No, I'll check I'll check it out. Uh Speak of the Devil, it's Steve Owens. Uh he says, Happy New Year. A couple quick thoughts. I think it was super on brand on the last episode of the year that Marty um when Marty made his twenty twenty one predictions, they were all gloom and doom. Hey Marty, cheer the fuck up, <laughs> buttercup. You are live and you have people who love and respect you. Well, I have yet to hear from any of them. Stop being a goddamn Debbie Downer all the time. Sometimes, sure, but all the time. Come on, homie. My prediction for 2021 is that Marty will turn into Mr. Brightside before 2021 is half over. All right. I'm Mr. Brightside. 
There you go. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see it. We'll see. We'll see. Number two. I think it is a super neat coincidence that 2020's last episode of Nooner and last episode of Fascination Street podcast both had a Godzilla reference. Yeah, you have him at the bottom of the Gulf next to Santa, uh, and I played the 1980s song. Uh, From the depths, 30 stories, Ty, right? That one? Godzilla. Yeah. Is that Blue Oyster Cult? Yes. Okay. No, no, that's a different song. That's, whoa, no. There goes Tokyo. Go, 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 Godzilla. I was singing the theme song to the Godzilla animated show. Oh, 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 sorry. And Godzuki, too. Godzuki, yes, I remember Godzuki. That was what, mm-hmm. that's what Godzilla needed was a, a kid yeah. um, with a funny name. That wasn't it's from very the old Arnold from Different Strokes. It was from 1977. And he uh, Steve says, um, note for Marty, it is definitely not pronounced Gojira. Okay. I think what? It's Go- not pronounced Gojira. Yeah, in the United States, I would say the Toho Corporation or Toyo or whatever they would they would, and the entire population of Japan. Yeah, they might but think I differently. I think you're right, Steve. Uh, yeah, love you all, and let's have a in. magical 2021, bitches. Thank you, Steve. You too. Um, Wonder Woman Thanks, raped that man whose body Chris Pine stole. Yes, yes, she's beautiful, but he didn't give consent. She's a rapist. This is regarding W uh, Wonder Woman 1984, where uh, through some magic spell, Chris, what? Uh, this is Evan. That? Evan and, and someone else brought this up, and it's just I don't think that's really the point of. Uh, I don't think that's the problem with the movie. Uh, I don't think that's the problem no, with the movie. No, that's not the problem with the movie, <laughs> and. Yeah, I I don't think we're assuming that the guy the guy whose body he Chris Pine inhabited wasn't conscious. So would, if he wasn't conscious and if he was returned back to his normal state, I mean, is that all right, CeeLo Green? Yeah, if she what if he wasn't conscious, then it's not rape. No, Ooh, oh, look fair out. Enough, fair enough. Um, That's what I'm saying. That's uh, CeeLo. That's oh, CeeLo that? Green. I know what you were saying. I don't think Marty got it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with. I'm, I understand. I understand. But I, like, I just don't think that that is um, in the spirit of. I think that the spirit of the the movie would be that his body was replaced by Chris Pine's body. No, right. no. That's. I mean that that particular little thing was dealt with in this terrible movie. So I just have to say. Um, no, I'm sorry, sir. All right. Um, he, All right. In in the mirror, you could see he was still the original guy. Oh, right, right, right. And she says, I only see you. So <clears throat> it uh, was his body. Right, right. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that, that's not what enraged, enraged me about that uh, movie. Um, yeah, I, we talked about it last week. You can listen in to that if you care. Uh, Bill, you didn't uh, see that? I didn't. I hesitate to say this. I was not in love with Wonder Woman. Um, I, I went to see it in the theater. It was important to me to pay full price to help the box office for uh, a tentpole movie directed by a woman. And I never said a single negative thing about it on social media for the same reason. Um, okay. You heard it I, first. I didn't actually Bill like Watterson hates women directors. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dude, wants, I'm over two. I hate back. the gays and he I hate the ladies. His money back. The cameras. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I just didn't love it. And I don't need to go into why, because I'm not trying to take the movie down. But it just, point being, I had no particular excitement to see the sequel to a movie I didn't enjoy to begin with. Also, fuck DC. I'm a ah, Marvel there guy. it is. There it is. Okay. You know, I got to say something. that it, it occurred to me that it, the, the elephant in the room is anybody I'm, who grew up I'm reading... Where? Comics, where? The, the room. <laughs> the elephant in the room. Um, anybody who grew up Never gets old. reading comics. At the age of at the age of nine, I knew that uh, Marvel comic books were better written than DC comic books and that the heroes were more interesting than DC heroes. So it's no, really not surprising. John, I knew before you did. <laughs> okay? No, I knew I, first. I knew before you were born. No, John, no, I knew. I, I knew before your parents were born. I knew before your grandparents even met that uh, DC... Was worse How than fucking mine. old are you? I'm I'm so. Are you kidding? Have you heard this show? Apparently, I know, you're, I'm like I knew Napoleon. I taught him how to ride a horse. You're older than Stan Lee. Yeah, I am. Are you ready for this last email? This is a good one. This is from Noah, who sent us uh, a song way back when. Oh, fun! Yeah, we'll we'll have to play it again. Um, I'm excited to hear bill will be on the podcast this week bill is my favorite host in the show's history besides the classics uh dj james and dan really missed hearing bill fuck on the you. podcast what about me? yeah yeah fuck. what i want to know is if all of the hosts past and, and current uh of this show were doctor who's which doctor would each one be mm. i'm just get to work on that listeners um Baker. wow because um, I, I got some theories. I'm the whoever was there for with Kevin. I mean Karen Gillan. Um, Matt Smith. Sure, him. I wanted to be him. Um. Okay. Um, I'm David Tennant. <laughs> no, you're Jody because you're a girl. <laughs> no, I don't want to be fucking Jody. Shut up, Jody. I <laughs> I haven't even watched one of her episodes. I'm just fucking. Because Bill hates women. I really like it. Yeah, it's a consistently good show. Okay, so um, uh, let's see. Noah goes on and says, "I finally watched this movie, and and I'm kicking myself for uh, for now seeing it for not seeing it sooner. It's genius. I really want to make a fuck Cleveland joke, but I can't do that, Bill." Anyways, here's my question. What piece of media is a lifelong favorite of yours, but you rarely find anyone else who enjoys it? Mine is the crappy Van Helsing movie with Hugh Jackman. Uh, childhood nostalgia for me. Uh, recently discovered that one of my best friends also loves that stupid movie, and we have bonded over it. Hope, that, uh, hope to have Bill on the podcast more often. I would also love to give a character for Buzzsaw 3. I would, love, like, I would like to be the voice for a her- hilarious stoner boy who gets a throwaway kill. He would... His name would be Danky Stanker. I go by that on Twitter, and that name uh, still makes me laugh. As you may remember from that silly pop punks theme song I made for you guys, I have an XLR mic. I, I can't say I'm much of an actor, but I can definitely play a stoner kid. Stretch, Noah Stretch. Uh, so let's <laughs> go for that um, question there, Bill. What media is a lifelong favorite of yours, but you rarely find anyone else who enjoys it? I've only found one other person who's heard of and also loves Wizards and Warriors, which I, it was my favorite show as a kid. It only lasted one season. It's, I'm sure it's awful, 
Um, I haven't revisited it, but I did find one person who um, actually has the DVDs. Jeff Conway. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's the one person. Uh, he and I became friends. Um, and, uh, oh, God, what was... Um, you know, three of the episodes were directed by Bill Bixby, Incredible Hulk himself. Really? Yeah. Um, I also loved uh, um, the uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey because it was an Indiana Jones ripoff and it had a seaplane. And I think seaplanes are cool. I just saw Porco Rosso for the first time and it had a seaplane. Isn't that that awesome? Isn't that movie amazing? God, it was incredible. I went in with no expectation because I hadn't even heard of it. And God, it might be one of my favorites of it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty beautiful. Um, okay, that's awesome. I've never heard of Tales of the Gold Monkey. I was watching the A-team. I think the lead, the Indiana Jones guy, ended up getting busted for child pornography or something. But here, uh, let me make sure I'm... <laughs> let me make sure I'm understanding the spirit of the question. Because he's, he's not necessarily saying just something that you loved as a kid, but something that you held on to. Neither of these properties have I revisited. Oh, I see. Yeah, Stephen Collins did get busted, yeah, from Seventh Heaven. He was busted. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering if, if I'm even honoring the spirit of the question just by saying something I used to love, or if I should say something I loved, watched again, and watched again recently, and still hold dear. What do we think? Yeah, I think that's am what I, he meant. Am I overthinking it? I think, no, I think that's what he meant. <laughs> it just makes you think more. So Read the question again. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. What piece of media is a lifelong favorite, lifelong favorite of yours, but you rarely find anyone else who enjoys it? I mean, that sounds like love, actually, for me. Oh, but... Shut <laughs> up. Turn off her mic. No, but I love Spice World. But I feel like... Oh, well, I love Spice World. It's oh, fucking I... hilarious. I feel like most people who like have given it a fair shot are like, oh, this movie's really funny. Yes. yes. Midnight I Run. I love that my whole life. Midnight Run? Yeah, Everybody that's a movie that, that movie. I loved when I first saw it. I loved when I revisited it five years later. I loved it when I watched it last week. Um, yeah, that's a lifelong thing, and and they're they're either people who can quote the whole movie with you, or like sure. who've never yeah. heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, what about? Have you seen Killer Clowns from Outer Outer Space, Bill? I think that would be a good one for you for the first time this year because it was on that list of movies that everybody thinks that I am influenced by, but I've actually never seen. Yeah, and you're like. Um, yeah. And when, now that I'm watching all of these movies, what keeps happening is if I saw this when I was ten, if I saw this when I was. 14 or if you i saw this when i was 17 it would have been a doctor it would have been it, it would it'd be my holy grail but watching it now it's like ugh, well it's not, it, not all that great they were really resourceful those brothers i forget their names the child, kyoto 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 brothers yeah mm-hmm. uh super resourceful not a huge budget and they did some really neat stuff on there um but plot wise acting wise not great I, yeah, but some of this, they, they ended up working on Team America. And I mean, they just did a Netflix special, uh, The Alien at, at Christmas or something like that. Um, they did, they were in um, the whole movies that made us, like the Netflix documentary stuff. They were the people who worked on Elf. Yep. I learned that uh, watching that. Actually, uh, Musay Brooker, who animated um, the Narwhal in Elf, was the animator for the end credit sequence for Dave Made a Maze. Oh, and the Kyoto brothers also did the special effect of Large Marge in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Cool. Yeah, I think they're really talented, and it was it was a 
it was a fun movie. When you work in a, a video store, it was perfect. Uh, Noah right, wrote, exactly. wrote in a second email and said, I have another question for Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. Uh, more his advice and opinion. I'm 25 years old and a guitarist. I've met very few people I've had musical chemistry with. I mean, even considering moving back to an area I used to live in with uh, that has high rent with the sole intention to start a band with one of my best friends. This friend I am uh, talking about is literally the only person that I've ever shared the same musical taste with. I think his music is amazing and he thinks my music is really good. I really want to put caution to the wind and just do it. At this point, it's more about finding uh, the best time to do it. I was wondering if you had any tips or advice that would benefit me um, if I did. The time so. is now. Don't hesitate. So. Do it now. Do it absolutely right now. Start now. Turn off this fucking podcast. Call this dude well, well, and make some finish. noise. We're, we're almost done. You know, we're getting there. <laughs> so. no, absolutely. If, you, if you're if you're young and you can play and you've got somebody you want to play with and you're not in a band, fuck you. We need you. We desperately need you. Get in that band, make some noise, turn it up, go for it, so send is, me your shit. Can't wait to hear it. Is that why you went to uh -huh. Ireland to, to play music or no? Yes and no. I mean, I, I had an opportunity to live abroad. I had like a temporary student visa and I thought about it. And I actually was asking a, a friend for a friend. My, I was a line cook at a Mexican joint. And I was asking the chef for advice. Uh, my, the band I was in at, at college was moving to San Francisco to pursue music professionally. And I had this opportunity to live in Dublin temp on this temporary student visa. And I was like, what should I do? And he said, you gotta fucking go to Dublin. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Get out of here. Um, because when can you, you have to be young and not know anything to live abroad. Um, what was the question? Sorry. I ate something no, earlier that why you went to, uh, <laughs> Like, why? I, if you went to Ireland for to chase? Music. Oh, right. But uh, but I knew that I definitely wanted to play over there, and I was auditioning for bands right away and looking for for musicians. And I I don't I can't say that I was happy all of my life that I spent being a musician. But I, it'd be foolish to say I regret it. And do it now because you're not going to feel like it. The, the older you get, the less you're going to feel like it. There you go. I hope rock and roll. It's, it's, a, it's a young man's game, young person's game. It's the sound of youth. We need to hear it again. Go make sounds. Yeah. Uh, let's. I agree. Oh yeah, John, you've been in several bands, right? Yes. Yeah, I've been in a few bands, and it's all it's really fun. And uh, but the only question is, if you own your own house, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> to be close to a guy who might want to start a band with you. But other than that, or if your kids are in school, you know. Then you might want to consider the whole moving thing and just drive over there. Um, but you know, if you have somebody, if you have somebody who you have a a a really a real creative kinship with, that's not you know that's not something to sneeze at. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. That, that's a rare thing. And you have you're young. You you have time to to explore, and that's the best time to do it. Um, Is he young? Did he did he give his age? Twenty five. He's 25. Oh, yeah. He's very young. Yeah. Uh, hearing Marty and Bill Tweederson's chats kept me listening to the Nooner podcast when Dan Etheridge first left. Thanks to Bill for helping bridge the gap to the new iterations. 
and convincing me to keep listening. So glad I did. Nice to hear your voice on the show. Fuck Cleveland. I like I like two words. There it is. Yeah. Thank you, JP. Always great to hear from you. Oddbod says, is there time for Bill's rant? Just the sting, then cut everyone off. Oh, shoot. I don't know if I have that. Oh, shoot. You, you sent, I'd have to find it. Um, that's my fault for not having that. I'm sorry, Oddbod. Um, yeah, you don't, you seem less ranty. I remember that. You seem less ranty, Bill. I told a few people to fuck off. Yeah. Um, I shit on a few. I shit on a few ideas here and there. I'm 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 angry. I I have to be honest. I'm also trying to follow some of the Georgia results while we're doing this, and it's uh, the people that I'm following are saying it's looking good. So it's giving me a little spring in my step. All right. So you, yeah, it's hard right. to. Uh, to who are you following? Because I keep turning my head to the side, and oh, it boy. still makes me pretty nervous. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous. Uh, uh, Dave, Dave Wasserman is my recommendation. Oh yes, Dave Wasserman. He came out and, and apparently he's very a very good prognosticator about these such things. And he said that uh, John Ossoff is uh, he's a winner. Is that what that's what he said? I don't. But know. he's not winning right now. Oh, all right. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, we won't talk about it. We won't talk about <laughs> it. We're, let's talk about happy things. Um, but yeah, no, I'm still angry. Dude, trust me. If, I mean, if there's ever been a year to make you fucking furious, it's this one. But also, I had a kid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I ate something earlier. So it's all good. All right. Here we <laughs> go. Coming at you in three Gonna put you in ears. If you like it raw, well, tough. What? What happened? It's the softball's theme song. You've never heard no, that? Something happened to the audio at the end there. Uh, oh. Some, he was singing along, John. It's called oh. singing along. Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> I invented that, you know. Yeah. No, you didn't, John. I fucking did. <laughs> I did it first. See, Cassandra, you generate these beefs. It's on you. You know, look in the mirror. <laughs> I'm. It's dry January, okay? I'm feeling <laughs> Don't me. It's dry January. All right, it's uh, January fifth. Just to I know. Oh my god! No way! It's only a twenty-day month. Uh, Bill, first softball. What's your daughter's favorite food? Uh, Kim and bop. Uh, oh. She likes uh, Korean rice wrapped in seaweed, and she eats it every single day. She also her first word was bamba, which uh, is a I think it's originally an Israeli puff. It's like a Cheeto, but with peanut butter. And you, oh. you, you're supposed to feed it to kids so they don't get a peanut allergy. Mm. And that was her, ended up being her first word. Bamba. Bamba. Wow. But she loves the kimbap. Yeah. That's kimbap. That's... Kimbap every day. You can't get enough. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. Seriously, I'm eating it all the time, too, now. It's fucking yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then I guess it's pretty just plain, right? Yeah. You don't mix yeah, it. Yeah. It's you know, salted um, seaweed, right. usually. Right. But um, it, you don't fill it with stuff, you know, because you can get it filled with stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's had that too, but yeah. um, her favorite is just nice and simple. All right. And she has good appetite. Yep. Good appetite. She's a fat ass. Um, she's like uh, okay. in the upper percentiles of weight and height. All right. Nice chubby, chubby thighs. She's fucking great. Big head. Nice. I approve. Um, did Yogi have a favorite food? When he was a baby, 
John? Yeah, it was basically he would eat anything at all. Yeah, <laughs> that was me. That was me. I had no no food problems at all. Um, and Cassandra, any any baby food thoughts? <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any? Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, okay. What was the last book you read, Bill? Uh, I just read, not just, um, but I do believe the last thing I read was a John Fonte uh, short story collection. Because uh-huh. um, I, I didn't know Fonte or Joan Didion, and I wanted to know my L.A. writers a little better. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but I can... How was it? Just over there. I, it's great. His, his stuff is heartbreakingly poetic and and couldn't be written anywhere else but anywhere else but la yeah i'm trying to get out of la in my imagination so <laughs> i might hold off on that um yeah i started reading um ready player two and i couldn't it, uh, it didn't grab me the same way as the first one so i probably won't finish it so um what about you guys read anything good lately I, i'm not a big book reader to be honest <clears throat> I uh, finished uh, two books uh, by uh, Hank Green, who, uh, among other things, is John Green's brother. Um, an absolutely remarkable thing, and the sequel, uh, Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. And I, uh, I highly recommend those books. Is and, the second um, one as good as the first? Yeah. I, yeah I, did have, you, did you, I have the first one. I just haven't read it yet. But, uh, yeah, they're they're uh, they're. The second one is is a sequel, so you have to read the first one. But it's a completely new concepts, and it's very uh, it's it's science fiction, um, right? But, uh, and like, with like some social media commentary type of stuff. Or so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yep. I'm a big John Green fan. I think he tugs at all my heartstrings in just the right way. Uh, but it's I know just, that- I think I I think based on I mean I've only seen John Green in television and and movies, um, and really only the television Alaska show. Um, so it's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. very, very different writers, I think. Yeah. Although maybe in the first person, that's, I mean, I, it's funny, a lot of first person stuff in the world right now, a lot of novels, first person. Oh, I was thinking I games like it. cyberpunk 27, seven, you know, first person. Yeah. Uh, Cassandra, do you read anything good? I was kind of not great with reading this yeah. year or last year um the year before i read a ton of shit and then 2020 took away because i don't really i can't like i get sleepy if i read read um and i don't like to read on my phone because it just like that's that's for news and text messages right 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 um so i'll do a lot of audiobooks and um I haven't been driving, so uh, <laughs> that's kind of uh, what happened. I am, <laughs> for the recommendation of my therapist, reading Queen's Gambit, and it is uh, addressing a lot of your problems with it. I'm learning much more about the characters, and I I feel stupid reading the book to something that I just watched on Netflix, but um the world is really bad and scary, and it's comforting to know the ending of something. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, uh, the book is totally different. You don't want to finish it. You don't. It's just a more in-depth version of a story that I already fucking liked enough. But so. is it is it weird because like she's supposed to be ugly in the book and you just think about the pretty frog lady? Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like 
I think most women think that they're ugly. So I kind of feel like when you have a first person, like you have a, a, a narrator who's like a, a young woman and she refers to herself as ugly, chances are she, you like, you can't really trust that. Right, right, right. Narration. Cause I mean, like, you know, fucking 19 year old Cassandra would have told you how ugly she was too. So this so. is a first person narrative as well. What? This is a first person yes, narrative? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, it's not. Oh. But, but like, you know, like it's, what is it, third person where like they're talking about her th- thoughts. She looks at herself in the mirror and ah, sees I see, I see. X, yeah. Y, and Z. So. Gotcha. Limited omniscience. Um, yeah. Bill, last question. Fuck, marry, or kill the Murps. <laughs> the Murps in front of you. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck Mary kill us. <laughs> wow. Okay, Bill, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um welcome to the new meaner nooner. Yeah, nooner's so <laughs> we've been so mean. Now. Like, oh, it's a good thing we're not in the same room. I <laughs> fuck Cassandra, marry Marty, and kill John. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. I killed John because I know him the least, and I would feel the least bad about eliminating him and and Mm -hmm. his memory from this earth. Um, We'd have a companion at marriage. (laughs) Marty's a great cook, and (laughs) Cassandra's hot. Uh, What do you want from me? All right, there you go. All right, I think that was... (laughs) We did it! Yay! No one got their feelings hurt, except for John. Except John! It's pure. It's purely my own ignorance. No, no that is that's not know. your own. That is well, how no, the show the goes. Is, I, I think that was a really good reason uh, that you want to kill me, Bill, and I, I appreciate that. But then, when Marty, when Marty said, "No one got their feelings hurt," that hurt a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, um, hey, uh, I also want to mention the Murderbot Chronicles by Martha Wells. I just want to throw that out there. Murderbot. It, it's a really, really very well-written uh, a series of books. Murderbot Chronicles. Okay. <laughs> Funny, Marty. This is a good robot. I liked it. Uh, it's, is it Murderbot Diaries? It it's yeah. Murderbot Diaries. Oh, okay. okay. Murderbot Diaries. Yeah, I mean, not that I'm calling you on your shit. I just want to make sure everybody has the right one. It's a six-book series. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. All right. Well, the the first uh, uh, four are novellas. Oh, and they and they add up to one book, really. Okay. So, and it's a it's a told from the point of view of a of a, a security robot that uh, gains sentience and 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 it uh, find, thinks humans are stupid. And I love him already. And he really, all he wants to do, or it, all it really wants to do is watch um, media, consume like on long form. Uh, you know, basically binge watch, he, he, and and so the, then these humans go out and, and and sort of get in trouble, and it feels obligated because it's its job to go and save them, but it really wants to go back and watch, you know, Solitary Moon uh, oh. seasons five through eight. Is it like funny? Yes, it's a lo- it's very funny and also very good. It's wow, very good. which one's the first one? I'll read one of those. All systems red. The uh, no, uh, yes, that's the first one. Is that, is that the first one? Book one of Looks six. Like it. it says, yeah. But if, if it's a novella, I don't want to. Oh, I can just pay three ninety. No, it, it's it's a novella because that's the way they came out. I think it might have even been 
like self-published. Uh, oh. So it's like, you know, the first 90 pages is one book. And, but the, the next three books, if, you know, if they hit, it's, it's all one book. All right. Well, it's one, one saga. It's all one saga. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it's uh, great. Okay. Well, we have a lot of recommendations. If you have recommendations, please email them to us at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Let me make sure I didn't miss any emails. Uh, nope. That, I think I got them all. Um, if I forgot yours, sorry. Send it again. Um, Bill, it's been great having you on board. Uh, anytime you want to come back, just ping me and we'll we'll get you on. Um, ah, I'd, love, I'd love to do it again. And, and, you know, I didn't get to do the top of the hour. Oh, no. Oh, I'll, have to come back. I'll have to come we back. Always yeah, we'll, yeah we'll ha you'll have to do it twice next time. Uh, <laughs> so just to... Oh, before you go, I want to ask you about this. This came out before um, I heard about it. Uh, before we, since last we spoke, what is uh, American Bistro? Oh, Jesus! Right, right. Um, it's a movie I acted in many years ago uh, that I was sure would ne was never going to come out. It's my Grizzly Two. Uh, if you know the saga of George Clooney trying to stop that movie from getting released. Oh, you tried to uh, stop it. Uh, yeah, so I, I acted in it. Um, it's the only it's the only evidence I I have on camera, although I've never seen it, of me performing high and drunk, um, <laughs> which is wildly unprofessional. But that was a wildly unprofessional <laughs> project, uh, and that was my way of getting through it at the very end. Um, are you the I'm sure guy? it's terrible. I I I, I don't know the guts. Oh, to you're watch the homeless it. guy. You have the a very bad beard on. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's the one. All right. Well, you can look it up on IMDb if you want to see Bill um, drunk and or stoned with a big beard. Um, wow. Well, uh, it's it, a drama slash adventure. Yeah. Came out last with 97 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What? That's that seems hard to believe. I mean, maybe they did something. You know, you can you can. Do a lot, but it has like six point four out of ten on IMDb, and then three point two. So it's like maybe just one person has seen it on Rotten Tomatoes and like thought it was okay. So far, and so no good. One else, <laughs> no one else has come in to stop the count. Nice. Uh, wow. Right. Well, do you, do you get residuals for that? No, right. I did get paid. I did get paid and on time, and it was when I was a lot more active with acting and, and just just wanted to be on set and trying things right, um, right so i knew going in it wasn't like the end game wasn't wasn't gonna be something exciting but it was a low stakes chance to test myself cool uh all right well that came out last year apparently Oof, yeah. great. Love, it. love it uh so yeah you can follow bill that's at bill twatterson on the twitter it's, it's twitterson sir oh all right are you do you do the instagrammy thing too I do not that Bill Waterson. It's is my Instagram. Bill Instagramerson. Um, Although people still insist on tagging me on like Calvin and Hobbes posts all the fucking time. Do your research, pal. All right. It's, yeah. Then oh, I'm a fan of that too, by the way, Bill. Doing your research? No, uh, uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, it's a little something I tossed off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like the Leviathan. I, that's the, my favorite. <laughs> and the fact that like we know that you are uh, famously shy so of course you're gonna put not that bill waterson on your tag so right that's so. it they, they they they're out thinking me yeah yeah mm. uh okay well 
yeah, tweet at Bill, tweet at all of us, um, send us your email, uh, email us questions, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Send us uh, anything. Record something for us. Record just a voice thing. Keep it short. And uh, we're going to go out with Noah's song that he sent to us um, a while back, his pop punk song, which is awesome. So thank you for that. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs>